0: It's Abbott Sports Fans. Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios. Oh boy, do I have a little pep in my step because week one of San Diego High School football is in the books. We got some upsets. We got some blowouts. We got some shutouts. We got some potential highlights of the year already. We got some running. I mean, we got a little bit of everything. So welcome to our first football recap show. The way that we're hoping this works And I say hoping because it is all a work in progress as we hear from you guys. What you guys want is I'll start the show off giving you all the results countywide, a little bit of stats, a little bit of reaction. And then uh, we're going to hear from a bunch of people on the back end of this to let you know uh, some firsthand experiences, some general reaction, because we want to hear the voice of the community. So... Jump ahead maybe 15, 20-ish minutes if you want to start to the interviews. Uh, if you want to hear all the results, great. Let me know what else you want to hear as the show goes on throughout the year. I'll just start reading off the scores and results from last night and uh, and let you know what we take away from them. Once again, we said it on the the preview show, and I'll say it on the recap show. We're working with Scorebook Live to get all of the stats and results and everything. So, if you want your game talked about, if you want your stats talked about, you can either directly send us results at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. I am Mr. CPED on Twitter uh, and technically on Instagram, but just DM the, the SD Prep Insider account. Or it's real simple. You just update everything on scorebooklive.com, the official partner of the CIF for all their digital content. So let's get this started. Just going top to bottom on what we see on the Friday night games. Mission Hills, they lose to Palos Verdes on the road up in the southern section. It's 28-15 Palos Verdes. Look, folks, this has happened a couple years now where Mission Hills has dropped an early season game and wound up being absolutely fine. So do not worry one bit about any of, you know, if Cathedral, LCC... Uh, helix link any of those saints any of those big time teams up in the top echelon with the strength of schedule that you have you can lose a game or two and still be absolutely fine so mission hills goes to 0-1-1 losing to palos Faraday, so they will get a chance to bounce back next week our next game just moving top to bottom on the scorebook live page castle park 38 to 8 against o'farrell the new era and the new regime at Castle Park starts at off one and zero. So shout out to the Trojans getting it done. San Diego, the Cavers, they move to one and zero. Coach James, I want to see what you got on the battery. How charged it up? How charged up it is after that one. Well, we sat here in, in the preview show saying, you know, graduation hit them. Figure out what they got, and ooh, they got weapons still to use. They got people. They got places to go. Potential championships to win in terms of a back-to-back sense as they go to 1-0 on the season with a 40 to nothing win over the Crawford Colts. Our next game, Scripps Ranch, 18 to nothing over Sierra. Now, this one I gotta give, I gotta give shout outs. I gotta give love. I gotta give game balls. I gotta give every sort of, of, of amount of respect I can to the squad at Scripps Ranch. Nick Gardneria, uh, uh, Connor Bata, Glia. I mean, look, look, folks, send me the, the, the p- correct pronunciations phonetically of your names because it, it, I, I'm not the greatest at this. Uh, you know, I'm Pedersen, everyone says Peterson, so I get how it goes. But just in general, oh my goodness, we knew Scripps was going to be able to move the ball a little bit and score, but shutting down the Sarah Conquistadors and blanking them on the early stages of this season, that is a huge look-at-me type moment. This answers all the questions about Scripps. So they go to 1-0, and again, with an 18 to nothing win over Sarah. Our next game, St. Augustine. A gust of wind, St. Augustine, uh, a, a, a gust of points and a gust of defense as they win 37-7 to over Bonita Vista to move to 1-0 and on the season. That, that's cruise control right there for Saints as they... look. There is no question about where the team is. The only question is about where the team can go. Angelo Peraza, one of the top five quarterbacks in the county, running a great offense, and that defense, I, I I think that anything under 14 points is great in football in general, but that, that defense answers, of hey, look, they're ready to go. They're ready to provide top-notch highlights all season long as, once again, Saints moves to 1-0 and with a 37-7 win over the Benita Vista Barons. Our next game, Santa Fe, Christian, the Eagles, they win 28 twenty. Over the Christian Patriots to move to one and zero, Santa Fe Christian. That's a team where you look at it and you go, "Okay, what exactly are we going to get with with this new squad this year?" Um, but then you get to shout out things like special teams in a game like this, with Christian solid cup, running a ninety nine yard touchdown on a kick return my goodness I mean I that's just amazing to see that for Christian uh and and then it it, it pulls the game close but then SFC recovers the onside kick so so look this this game it had a little bit of everything and, and it has a lot of positives for both squads to take away but SFC ended up getting the win you look at that you go man both these teams are ready to go Shout-out, SFC, though, moving to 1-0. and Our next game, the La Jolla Country Day Tories moving to 1-0 and with a 40-20 to win over the Chula Vista Spartans. Country Day's offense, I mean, that answers a lot of the questions about just how ready they're going to be for this season. Uh, it, it, big opportunities for them with the league that they have right now to you know, early season wins, build that momentum, come into league play, get a great opportunity for a huge season there. Out to the island, the Coronado Islanders. Huge win over Maranatha Christian as they, uh, they flex all sorts of the muscle on both sides of the ball. Coach Hines and company getting the adjustments done from, uh, from what we saw in the SDFNL scrimmage as, uh, man, Maranatha Christian, the, uh, the computers had them slightly with the with the advantage in, in, in this one coming into the game but uh 42 to 6 that that's all the advantage Coronado's way in terms of the result there our next game uh, once again Coronado won nothing or 1-0 and on the season our next game Steel Canyon moves to 1-0 and with a 17 to 6 win over Eastlake spoiler alert Darn near every analyst we talk to later in this podcast wants to talk about this game, so I won't say too much about it other than defense wins championships, baby. And Steel looks like they got defense on defense. Once again, Steel Canyon goes to 1-0 with a 17-6 win over Eastlake. Our next game, El Cajon Valley, 13-7 with my personal upset of the night as they beat Francis Parker 13-7 to move to 1-0, this El Cajon Valley team finds a way to eke it out in a game that, man, you you look at, at, at as many must-win games scenario type things as you can put into a football season, and, and this was my, this is huge, must-win type game if you looked at the entire lineup of the games on Friday night as El Cajon Valley... Needed to start it off on a right note. Parker, I don't think this is a worrisome thing for them at all. Coach Morrison has the weapons this season to get it done. And we mentioned teams sometimes that lose that that centerpiece guy. uh, it, It takes a game or two. Football, you never panic. The biggest transitions, I think, of the entire season happen from week one to week two as you finally get the pads, you get hit, and you figure it all out. El Cajon Valley, though, they nabbed themselves a huge win. Once again, moving to 1-0 with a 13-7 win over Francis Parker. Next, modern-day Catholic, 32-6 over El Capitan as they move to 1-0 on the season. Getting it done on the ground, in the air, and all in the second half as Coach Joyner and company they make those adjustments and they get it done. Hilltop. They move to one zero with a forty-five to forty-two win over Escondido at Escondido, though, which is to me the the most interesting, impressive, and enlightening part of that win is if you've got a squad that can put up forty on the road, win in a, in a place that's hard to win at. They've got the they've proven their mental fortitude. They've proven their physical capabilities. Stick around for John Maffey from the Union Tribune. He might have said that this moves Hilltop into the top 10. Um, All I know that I can for sure take away from this one is that Coach Wesling, he's been there now. that The freshmen, when he first got to the school, are are getting to be those juniors and seniors. And this is now his squad, and we're seeing what the Drew Wesleyan era really looks like. And it is high-tempo offense, and the ability to play with anybody, anywhere. So once again, Hilltop goes to 1-0 and on the season with a 45-42 win over Escondido. Next up, we got the Poway Titans and Granite Hills Eagles squaring off. Granite Hills 28-24 over Poway at Poway. I think this is one of the biggest upsets just off of the fact that you win this one on the road to open up the season. Everything about this is big for Granite Hills and Nothing about this is, is concerning for Poway. Poway's is going to be an excellent team this season. So, Titan fans, don't hit the panic button. Like, don't even think about the existence of the panic button on this one. This is just a "what the heck? How did they get this done?" One. Well, I'll tell you how Granite Hills got this done is is by strength in numbers and not being afraid. The, that coaching staff had them ready to step into any situation. So, Granite Hills. Huge game ball shout out for them going 28-24 on the road at Poway to move to 1-0. Our next game, Grossmont, the Foothillers, 43-14 over Mira Mesa. They move to 1-0 on the season. This one, man, Jamie Odom and company uh, moving the ball with all of the efficiency in the world. Very impressive win for them. Turn some heads, get you looking at them. Once again, 1-0 and Grossmont as they win 43-14 over Mira Mesa. Our next game, Patrick Henry, they move to 1-0 on the season with a 40-34 win. The new regime at Patrick Henry starts <laughs> off the season with a, or starts off their era with a W, so big shout out there. This one, eh, you look at that and you go, man, they hold on. They get the W. They get the offense. They they check a lot of, of the of the boxes for a impressive win. There. Look out, Patrick Henry. They might be dealing with something. This could be a seven or eight win team that no one saw coming, based off of this first result. Our next game: Montgomery, thirty three to nothing over Hoover. Coach Dunkel and squad at Montgomery. They've now been there a couple years had that time to really work with the kids, install what they believe is the, the long-term vision, and, and nothing starts a season off better than good on the offense, good on the defense, all-around success. So Montgomery 1-0 and, and showing no signs of slowing down. Our next game, Cathedral Catholic, they moved to 1-0 on the season with a 42-9 win over La Costa Canyon, kind of flipping the script on what happened last year. My goodness. D.J. Ralph, Xavier Watson, they're on the warpath this year. Uh, every one of our analysts wants to talk about it later in the podcast, so I will leave it be. Next game, Bishops, they win 18-9 to over La Jolla. La Jolla gave Tyler Buckner uh, as, as, as troublesome of a welcome-back greeting to football as he could. Uh, uh, Max Smith had an interception or two. Like, La Jolla, they, they tested them but Bishops showed that they've got they got some dudes on defense, they got some dudes on offense. Clarence Freeman had a big night. The Bishops Knights uh, this is as dragged through the mud non-tomato can of a start to the season as they could have possibly gotten and, and they came out on the other end looking good. So they go to 1 and 0 and and they start to to you know if you believe the trend, they, they they'll start to settle in after this and only get better from there. Victory Christian Academy, shout out. They go to 1-0 with a 22-18 win over Horizon Prep. Madison, they go to 1-0 with a 34-23 win over Rancho Bernardo. Gonna keep it short on that one because all my analysts want to talk about that. Mar Vista, nail-biter, a thriller. 19-18 over Classical Academy. They go to 1-0. The Mariners start the season off in dramatic fashion. Mission Bay... In the battle of the Aguon family, wins going to one and zero with a twenty to fourteen win over San Ysidro. And, and this one deserves shout out and game balls on both sides. Evan Aguon with a couple of huge plays to lift the Mission Bay Buccaneers, but the San Ysidro Cougars are a squad that they got some pieces, and and they're they're not going to be a pushover this season. I think as they showed with this game. Our next one, the Lincoln Hornets, they go to 1-0 with a 42-7 win over Monta Vista. Everybody on earth wants to talk about this one, so I will just leave it to my analysts later in the show. Santana, they move to 1-0 and with a 48-12 to win over the Mountain Empire Red Hawks. When you go on the road and you win dominantly like that, both on offense and defense, that, I think, sends some signals that Santana, they're ready to go this season. Our next one, Mount Carmel wins a nail-biter 22-21 over Valley Center. Kind of backing up a lot of what I was saying before the year about Mount Carmel is not a team to get caught sleeping on. They win it in a win that, to me, shows off a lot of mental fortitude in addition to just the physical capability win winning football games. So 1-0 Mount Carmel. Oceanside, they fall to 0-1 on the season as they lose to San Clemente, 35-13. You know, the, 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 without their signature quarterback from last year, Kyron Beecham, I think that that's just a week one. Hey, we're still looking for our identity as a team. Do not take this as a panic button situation, Oceanside fans. Next, San Marcos and Otay Ranch dueled it out in epic fashion with Otay Ranch coming out on top, 28-24. Shout out to the Mustangs, proving, as always, to everybody, hey, we can win. Every year, it's the same narrative with Otay Ranch. People being like, who's Otay Ranch? What's Otay Ranch all about? And then they come out with big wins, and everyone's like, yeah, we got a football squad. some football. So shout out Otay Ranch going 1-0 on the season. Olympian, the Eagles, they go on the road to Ramona, and they get a big win, 35-14. Shout out Coach Van for starting off his era as the head man there with a dub. He is officially an undefeated head coach at Olympian. Jared Desmond, or no, I'm sorry, not Jared. Anthony Gilpin. Uh, I mean, he, he backed up a lot of the uh, a lot of the hype around him in the off season. A, a win like that, you go, wow! Olympians got it on both sides of the ball. This could be interesting. Our next game, Westview. The Wolverines look as clean, crisp, and perfected as you can in a season opener, going to one zero on the season with a 21 to nothing win over Rancho Buena Vista. No matter what you want to say, just don't get caught sleeping on Westview. Next game, Sam Pasqual. They also look as impressive on both sides of the ball as you can going 42-0 over Sweetwater. So Sam Pasqual goes to 1-0. The West Hills Wolfpack. Shout out to Coach Ash and the boys. 34-14 over Southwest El Centro as they impress on both sides of the ball to go to 1-0. Valhalla, the Norsemen, they also go to 1-0 with a 35-21 win over University City. Um, And and this one coming on the ground, courtesy of the rough-and-tumble punishing existence that Keegan Baker brings to the Norsemen offense. Look out, boys. Valhalla is not going to be a pushover this season. Our next squad... Helix goes to 1-0 with a 28-22 win over the Cajon Cowboys. Flipping the script from last year and sending a message that say what you want about a, a, a quarterback situation or graduation or anything like that. Helix and Coach Owens, as always, they're coming, to, they're coming for people this season. They're they coming for it. Shout out to the Central Spartans, 38-0 over Yuma as they move to 1-0. and Carlsbad, the Lancers, they go to 1-0 with a 42-14 win over Hart. This Carlsbad team is nothing to bat an eye at. Foothills Christian, they go to 1-0. This is the team that everybody at SDPI kind of said, look, they run their division until anybody proves them otherwise. 36-14 over Democracy Prep, they are now one and nothing. The Kearney Comets and Verlaine Batofi's hashtag party in the end zone Officially leads the county in scoring after week one with a 65 to 16 win over Calexico. Shout out to Kearney and everything they're getting done. Tri City Christian 47 0 over Calipatria. The Eagles pick up a big momentum win early in the season to kind of say, hey, look, we're going in a new league this year. We got to get our identity established early. They are now 1 0. Sorry, had to take a deep breath there. Didn't breathe for the last five games. Uh, El Camino, 37-33 in a game that we all were like, what the heck are these two teams doing battling it out? El Camino over Point Loma early on. Look, all this says to me is, is both of these teams are ready and loaded for, for, for war this year. Tristan Schaefer on the Point Loma side had a couple of huge moments. El Camino just had bigger moments and El Camino comes out on top with a win that, I don't know, man. You look at this and you kind of go, wow, if El Camino can put together a couple wins, show they're the real deal, upset even just one team in the Avocado League, it will throw chaos into the entire universe of San Diego high school football. Our next team, Torrey Pines, they go to 1-0 and with a dominant win over Los Alamitos, 38-10. to New faces in the backfield at quarterback and running back. Same result. Coach Gladnick has everybody rearing and ready to go. And then on the defensive side, you look at 10 points allowed by any standard is good. 10 points allowed to a team like Los Al is great. Torrey Pines, Falcons fans, uh, happy football season. Finally, let's talk about Del Norte. The Nighthawks going big boy status. Jake had Zicky leading the charge for a 44 to nothing win over Fallbrook. As you look back at that, and you go, "Woo! Okay, we see you guys. We see you working. We see you putting up big numbers. This could be another year where it's time to protect the nest for Del Norte as they, like I said, get it done in dramatic, like this is huge fashion. This is a win that sends up the signals that offense and defense." have just gotten better as the, 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 the last couple years have progressed for Del Norte. Those are the results. You'll hear a quick transition sound. And now we'll talk about the reaction and analysis from everybody that we could get our hands on countywide. Thank you very much for sticking with us through week one of our San Diego football recap show. Talk to you in just literally another. Uh, I don't know why I'm even doing this outro. It's it, it's it's a swoosh and then another soundbite, folks. Thanks for sticking around. We'll talk to you soon. All right, so let's bounce over now to the east and bring in Adam Paul. Adam, how you doing? You're EC preps, but you are also um, one of the most prolific tweeters. So you have a little bit of everything to talk about. But very specifically, you saw Steel Canyon and East Lake, Thank you very much for joining us. How does it feel to have football back, and what did you see?
1: Well, first off, I appreciate you guys having me on, and secondly, it's awesome to have finally high school football back. I know, uh, you know, talking to you guys, and, uh, you know, Ruben with the SDFNL, I mean, it's just great to have you know, quite should be a national holiday, you know. <laughs> uh, the the first day first day of high school football should be a national holiday. Well I mean that's my opinion, but um no. I just seeing what I saw on social media and at the game I was at between Steel Canyon and uh, East Lake High out of out of steel uh, crazy night. A lot of quite a few blowouts, but then a lot of games I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's an eye raising, eyebrow raising score."
0: So, give us a little bit of what you saw just specifically in person at Steel Canyon. Uh, they come in, or Eastlake comes in with a lot of expectations this year. Steel Canyon gets the seventeen to six win. What did you see in person? Because this Steel Canyon team. Very easily could challenge for something great this year
1: yeah, uh defensively still Canyon, they have one of the best defenses um in the
0: county, if not san diego
1: um they they uh, like uh, looked like the uh two thousand um, <clears throat> excuse me the two thousand Baltimore ravens out there on defense, just how quickly they moved um on defense um, uh. The kid from um, Eastlake, he couldn't run at all. I mean, they had two big plays, and then that, that was it um, the entire night. Um, I mean, I understand, you know, they graduated a lot of guys and had some guys transfer. And, I mean, those guys would have helped, obviously. But, man, still can. Their defense, is, I think it's going to be one to be reckoned
0: with this year. So, I mean – it... Anytime you're talking about a high school team being reminiscent of a uh, professional team, that's big context. That's big connotation. So you don't think that this was any sort of a fluke from what we saw out of Steel Canyon this season, or this, this week. Uh, week one, indicative of things to come for Steel Canyon. Uh, what are two or three other scores, uh, East County specific, not at all... Just, just give me a couple of other things that you, you you said. There was things that caught your eye.
1: Well, the fact that Valhalla went to University, or I think that I'm trying to think, was that game on the road? Um, they played University City. At, I guess it was at Valhalla, and they they just they beat them 35-21. And University City, with uh, Gunnar Gray, you know, supposedly you know, supposedly one of the top quarterbacks in the county. And you know, with Valhalla not winning a game last year, uh, I was kind of I was really surprised about that score.
0: Well, out there, Keegan Baker had a huge night for Valhalla. Big shout out to everything that he accomplished there. Uh, Yeah, you mentioned rough season last year. Already, the ship seems to be righted. I I think that uh, it, it would be cliche to say, "Well, the rest of the year is just." you know playing with house money if you win one right. already but it does seem like valhalla put a lot of people on notice with that win huge well, yeah, for the east county in terms of strength yeah, of schedule
1: yeah definitely you know um talking to like don Demars, who takes photos for valhalla and, stuff, and also for me for uh UC preps um coach caston really you know they they you know they've changed a little bit of the culture this year we are able to increase the numbers for the team you know uh, participation wise this year um, they got you know they got kids to buy into the program and I just think you know they made it fun and you know Keegan like you said you know had a, he had big night I he had over 250 plus yards I know he had five touchdowns um, and you know they yeah they, they put I uh, you know they you know, it's a it's a um, after going zero and ten, obviously it's a kind of a statement when to open the season.
0: Let me talk to you about one more East County game: sure, Helix sure. beating Cajon. How big is that for Helix to come back and close that one out twenty eight to uh, twenty eight to twenty
1: two? That's a huge win for Helix. Um, I thought they would win that game, and I honestly thought they would have won a little bit more. Than the uh, six points, and you know, having to hold on with the uh, with the with the uh, pick in the um, final um, remnants of the fourth quarter to win that game. Um, that's a huge win because you know, Cajon wasn't ranked in the top five um, for their uh, for their rank you know ranking here in California, and you know that gives. Helix uh, a leg up for, you know, state playoffs, if you know, if, you know, comes down to that um, huge win. And plus it's at home. Um, so, you know, you get that first win in front of your fans and, um, you know, obviously it looks like they, you know, they got some things to work on, but coach Owens, I, you know, they'll write the ship and they'll be Helix. Um, you know, in my opinion, they got the best running back in, the, in in San Diego in Elion Noah, in my opinion.
0: Well, you're getting maybe a little bit ahead of the things for our fans right now when we're talking state (laughs) runs already just at the reaction of week one. But, Adam, thank you very much for joining us to recap a little bit of it. EC underscore preps underscore SD on social media, or you go to ecpreps.com, all sorts of great content coming from Adam and his staff Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, let's talk to you next week, get more reaction from, uh, from some of that East County insight that you got for us. Oh, definitely. I appreciate you guys very much for having me. Yeah, no problem. All right, we go now to a gentleman who you've definitely read his work because he's the the writer. He's the Team Makasi writer. His name is Meech. Uh, you now get to hear the voice. Beach, how are you doing? Happy football season. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Hey man, thanks for having me, man. Happy football season to you too. All
0: right. So, we were we were talking a little bit before the interview and it sounded kind of like you had the command center going on at home. You were streaming a bunch of games. You had, you would had basically you had hooked it straight into you. You're like, "High school football is here. Yeah. Let me just start to mainline this."
2: Yeah, that's something I took from uh that college guy Phil Steele's book. Every Saturday, he has about six TVs going, and he gives in-depth analysis of each team around the country for college football. So, um, if I don't make it out to a game, I am streaming from my TV, two games at a time, my laptop, I got about six screens up, and then I got, I'm switching from two, two or three games on my phone. So, I try to stay in tune.
0: Okay, so before I, I ask you to give us every single game countywide, uh, week one sometimes is just a little over, overwhelming. So let's talk about maybe two or three of the main games that you saw yesterday and, and some of the things you took away from them.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I kind of got a chance to look at the Cathedral LCC game in depth. Uh, I was really locked in on Helix and Cajon and um, the Madison and Rancho-Bernardo game. So those were probably the three best games that I I got to enjoy.
0: So give us – let's start with that Madison game because we haven't had anyone talking about Madison yet. They end up going ahead early and staying ahead, getting a win against Rancho-Bernardo. There was a lot of questions about what both of those teams are going to have as their identity this season. What did you see a little bit from Madison?
2: Um, I believe I saw what I expected. Keontae Springs, best athlete in the county. Uh, According to his dad, unofficial stats, he had over 439 all-purpose yards with four touchdowns. Uh, He had 19 carries, 276 rush yards with the four TDs, and then add another eight receptions, 163 receiving yards. Um, I got a good look at the Simmons kids, four-star recruit, 6'4", 310 pounds on the line, with offers from UCLA, USC, Uh, Just creating big holes for those Madison running backs to kind of gash the uh, Broncos just kind of at will. So they have a young quarterback as well. He looked good uh, in the pocket when they got him, you know, uh, rattled. He made plays with his feet and was just able to find open receivers. So I was really impressed with Madison, but even more so with Keontae. I mean, he put the city on notice yesterday that, hey, don't sleep on him. Uh, that top 30, they had him uh, for PPR. Uh, they might have sold him short. So uh, I was extremely impressed with Keontae Spur.
0: I'll still, I will steer clear of uh, necessarily commenting on top rankings. I think that it's just impossible to rank anybody before the season because you don't know how much someone said or or how much someone how much work someone's put in, in an off season to change. Kids are young; they hit different growth spurts. You know once the pads come on and you see, like you said, 400-plus yards, all sorts of touchdowns, great offensive line to run behind. Let's move on to the Cathedral Catholic game. That one ends up becoming very one-sided by the end of it and uh, seemed like Cathedral is not going to miss a beat this year, even without Sean Poma.
2: Yeah, I I didn't expect him to miss a beat. I was real high on Xavier Watson last year. He just has a great body, a great athlete runs hard um they have a huge offensive line uh no matter who they lose, they find a way to replace them and then uh coach george just he just does a great job of having his team prepared to play and they they execute very well, but I actually had to change that game because it did become one sided you know um I'm high on the avocado uh and uh sean Koval over there at l c c but you know it was one sided you know after after cathedral got going um yeah we we kind of knew how it was going to turn out so um but i but i was impressed with uh i'm still impressed with Xavion. um and just the way that team continues to just dominate and execute and, and and win week in and week out they're definitely top in san diego
0: helix Last year, they take a tough loss to Cajon to start the season. This year, they end up taking a huge win at the beginning of the season versus Cajon. Uh, what does that do for the team? And I'm assuming you you saw plenty to to know that LA on Noah is no joke this year as usual.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, Noah's number one guy in the county in my personal opinion. Um, but Helix came into that game um, with some questions, you know, from the outside looking in. But I did the game day feature on Cameron Brown. And one thing that stuck out to me, what he said was, you know, Helix has been either in the semis or the championship these last 14 years. And nothing's going to change. You know, Cameron switched his position from slot to quarterback, so I was looking at that. We had Jeremiah Fletcher going from defensive end to linebacker. Um, just a whole new uh, passing game with Cameron being the quarterback, Tim Christopher. You got Jahari Hill out there at 6'5". Um, so I was really impressed how they were able to kind of mix things up and not just completely rely on Noah. Uh, that was probably most impressive. Uh, next to that, the way they had made their adjustments on defense. because Cajon is not a cakewalk. Uh, they throttled him last year at 43-3. Uh, they have a good, solid you know, junior quarterback who's going to eventually be a three-year starter at Patrick Regan. And uh, they have athletes all over the field on the skill position. So it's not a cakewalk. And they did a good job defensively adjusting uh, to what Cajon brought at him or threw at him And um, Noah capped it off. I mean, when you got Noah, he, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna fill it off. And um, I was really impressed with Helix and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Helix Cathedral final. And I know it's week oh, one. Oh, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. <laughs> I know it's week one. But,
0: You're but. already calling a final. I love it. Marking the tape right uh, there. We're not going to let you live that one down, if anything else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you got to be real, man. Uh, Cathedral is a consistent powerhouse, and so is Helix. Uh, we can doubt them uh, when they lose guys, but they, they find a way to uh, replenish. And their freshman team, if you see it, they put up 66 points, and they have a, a, a good group of freshmen. Uh, I dropped an article on Josh Carroll, John Carroll, younger brother, who's coming in. Um, they have a program up there at Helix, and we should never doubt them. <laughs> Simple as that.
0: So you mentioned dropping an article, Meech. Uh, everyone can find you at 619 Meech, M-E-E-C-H, on social media. It's teammacassi.com for all of his written articles. Like I mentioned, this man is, uh, the, the pen is mightier than the sword. This man is out here penning all sorts of stuff about some great football players countywide. Uh, Team Mikasi, you've, you've heard Verlaine on this show throughout the years. He's always doing something big. Uh, so Meech... Let us know all season long what's going on. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk with you. Uh, any other games or scores before we, before we say bye? Uh,
2: well, Kearney, of course, 60 burgers. Uh, Coach V is always putting up uh, high numbers, high explosive offense. Uh, he finds a way to get it done with the guys they've got. And every year, he, he, he has a star, you know, that uh, he puts it on their back. And Mario Alts had over six touchdowns. Uh, Passing. We had Nico Estrada with over 200 yards rushing. Um, Watch out for those current comments in the city section. Um, As far as Team Makasi, check us out teammakasi.com. We run the website. Every week we're dropping Team Makasi athlete. We're going to give you a student spotlight uh, with some of our seniors, and then we'll do a game day feature from uh, just surrounding the Makasi guys in their important games. You know, last week it was Cameron Brown. We talked about his switch at quarterback. He did not disappoint. He did not disappoint. Uh, He's going to be a valuable uh, threat on that Helix offense with his feet and arms. So uh, just watch out for all the McCarthy guys. uh, And, you know, follow us on Twitter. Follow us uh, on Facebook and all the other social media stuff.
0: Meach, thank you very much for joining us. We will get a chance to talk to you next season and I will keep I will spam you with that sound bite if you call in that that open divisional final hey. already in week 1, man. Uh once again, when it a- happens,
2: when it happens, make sure you uh, acknowledge me. As well.
0: no, 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 no. When it ends up happening, we just anoint you the crystal ball and and, <laughs> and, and you end up becoming the the wizard of picks for the for all remaining uh, of football seasons in time. Uh, once again at 619 Meach and at Team Makosi. Meach, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, appreciate you, Chris. All right, folks, we go to another first-time guest. We have Raymond, the man from San Diego Football Network. They do a ton of great work. One of the uh, the accounts where you now get to put a voice to the show san diego football network led by raymond how are you doing happy football season um is life a little bit more complete now that football's back
4: uh yes sir uh thank you for having me uh, i appreciate being on
0: here oh it's awesome to have you on so last night you were at lincoln versus Monte vistas so let's start there give us your reaction to what you saw at that game
4: um well the first half wasn't what i expected um Mala Vista um, they were they hung in there. Um it was only twelve to seven at halftime, but um third quarter Lincoln pulled away and did what was expected. Um Lincoln's problem in the first half was um turnovers. But um the, uh, halftime adjustments were there and uh, they picked it up and um pulled away. So um next week Lincoln's going to El Camino. That should be some tougher competition. And uh, we'll we'll see how they uh, do
0: there. So I think everybody's curious because Lincoln, they're on social media, some of the most of anyone in the county, so they maybe get a lot of the the, the heat, the feedback, the interaction. But there, there's a couple teams countywide that everyone goes, all right, how good can they be? Can they be an open division team? From what you saw last night, did you see an open division team in Lincoln?
4: I do, but they have to uh, gel together. They have to get used to playing each other. A lot of, of course, uh, as you know, they have a lot of transfers, a lot of players from different teams. So I think once they gel, we're going to see um, we're going to see a, a true number five team or even higher. I think. Um, we we'll have to see how they do in the Western League. We will have to see how they play against teams like uh, the Saint Augustine's and the Cathedral. But um, I think once this team uh, gets their chemistry together, we're going to see a dangerous team.
0: All right, so let's look a little bit more countywide. You mentioned other teams in the Western League. Cathedral gets a big win. Saints gets a big win. Was there any scores countywide that sort of caught your eye of like, oh, that's right where I expected this team. That's a little bit surprising. Just give us some of your general countywide feedback from, from week one of San Diego high school football.
4: Yeah, well, the result of this game wasn't surprising. It was more of a score, Cathedral and uh, La Costa Canyon. I thought La Costa Canyon would put up a much bigger fight. I knew Cathedral was a better team. So uh, that, was, that was a shocking result, 42 to 9. Um, I'm shocked at um, how Otai Ranch did against San Marcos. That was a surprising result. I knew Otai Ranch was going to be a much improved team, but I didn't think um, they beat San Marcos.
0: Would you label that as so, your upset uh, those, of the week? Were, excuse me? Would you label uh, the Otai Ranch San Marcos, would you label that as your upset of the week? Because I, I feel like that one is my upset for the week. Did not expect that.
4: Um, there were quite a few upsets, but uh, yeah, that was, that was one of the more surprising ones.
0: Uh, I also thought that, and this was just kind of looking across the board, one of the teams that I had a lot of question marks just based off of graduation was going to be San Diego. They end up winning 40 nothing versus Crawford. Definitely seems like they're another team that's not going to miss a beat this season.
4: Yes, I'm a San Diego High alum. I used to play for the Cavers back in the early 2000s. So um, that's, that's that's my team right there. Um, yeah, um, they lost a lot. You know, guys like Jaden Wickward, Raiden Hunter. But um, Mo Jackson, he's one of the best running backs in the game. I think he's going to carry that team. So um, I can see another CIF run. A championship run, Still, still a lot of questions to be answered. But – um, what what's a team to watch for?
0: All righty, so if people want to follow you on social media, it's at S D football. Very easy yes, to remember. S D football all season long. Raymond, any uh parting notes before we uh we say goodbye and, and we'll speak to you next week?
4: Um, there's still a long season. Um uh, I just want everybody to keep working, keep grinding, get better, watch film. And um, that's about it, man. Thank you for
0: having me on. I appreciate talking football with you. Oh, dude, absolute pleasure having you on once again. SD Football on Twitter, San Diego Football Network—they do amazing work. Raymond will have him on all season long to get uh, reaction, analysis, and insight like none other. Thank you very much for joining us, man. Okay, so now this is an honor and a privilege to have this gentleman joining us. He is. The godfather of San Diego high school sports, John Matthew with the Union Tribune. Look, this man, if you want context and perspective and accurate analysis, you need to read what this guy is writing. John, happy football season. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing very well. Friday Night Lights got off to a great start last night, so I, and everything's everything's good.
0: Okay, so you were at Escondido for Hilltop, Escondido, what did you see in that game? Because you got darn near 90 points thrown your way in terms of entertainment value.
5: It, it, Christian, it was, it was a very entertaining game, 45-42. Uh, I think Hilltop is a, is a lot more talented, a lot quicker than Escondido uh, expected, and Hilltop goes up-tempo. They go uh, Grossmont-type tempo, uh, if, if not even quicker. I mean, they they are on the ball and they're going, and I think I think that caught you know Escondido a little a little flat-footed, and it may catch catch some of Hilltop's opponents flat-footed, and and they have some talent. The Lancers have some talent. Uh, quarterback uh, Javen Deanda threw for 411 yards. He's got some nice receivers. He's got some complimentary backs. And you know I don't know they're they're not a top 10 team now until they until they prove it a little bit more. But but they're they're a very entertaining team.
0: So I hear a uh, a a clickbaity headline of could Hilltop be a top ten team? So you're you're that in, in, intrigued and interested by what you saw last night at a Coach Westling squad.
5: I am, and 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 I have the utmost respect for Drew Wesleyan. You know he is he is one of the really good guys in the county, and you know he's being a quarterback himself. He knows he knows offenses. And he knows how to read defenses, and I, I think, uh, I, you know, uh, if their schedule doesn't come up and, and bite them, I, I think they, I think they've got a chance. They, they're they're at least a team to watch, and uh, I don't think they're not they're not going to get any top ten votes this week. I wouldn't think, but they're certainly a team that that should be on the back burner.
0: So, I mean, you you look at that little score; that's exciting. Anything countywide that kind of caught your eye? There was a couple of huge blowouts. There was a couple low-scoring games. I, I know that week one, you're still, it's the it's the awkward beginning of prom. We're trying to trying to figure out the room, trying to see who's come to the dance this year. But anything that kind of caught your eye? Uh,
5: well, I think you know Cathedral Catholics, you know, kind of dominance of the La Costa Canyon. I thought uh, was interesting, and it and that was a game. That was kind of a revenge game because Cathedral. Uh, you know, lost week one to La Costa Canyon last week, and they weren't weren't about to let that happen. I I saw Cathedral Catholic scrimmage uh, up at, up at Ramona with El Camino, and they looked they looked game ready, and that that was what didn't happen last year. They 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 had somebody cancel on them. They didn't scrimmage. Uh, Coach Sean Doyle at Cathedral had a chance. To you know, get in a get into a scrimmage at the last minute. Decided not to do it, and they weren't ready to play last last year in game one. And they were absolutely ready this week. I, that 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 score—not that they won the game, but the score of forty-two to nine kind of jumped out at me.
0: Certainly seems like like you said that last year's game was fresh and and forward in everyone's mindset at Cathedral Catholic. Always interesting when someone like Sean Poma graduates and then the team doesn't miss, I mean, even a half a step on the start of the next season. Uh, there was a couple of other in that top five type teams that had a, amazing starts. Any team, though, that, that maybe was like kind of an upset, I, I, a lot of people had Otai Ranch beating San Marcos as, as one of the more interesting kind of scores of the night. Anything like that that you didn't expect out of a squad?
5: I, yeah. I think that, that that's a very good point. I think you know Otai Ranch's win over San Marcos was a big one. I I think uh, Steel Canyon got got some support. It was a was the preseason number ten uh, team, and and they they beat East Lake seventeen to six. And I think uh, you know that that to me was a big game. That was a that was a big one for Steel Canyon to get off on the right foot. And you know I I kind of liked I liked that score. Uh, I I like the fact that Madison. Who's kind of you know under the radar a little bit to open the season had a really nice 34-23 win at Rancho Bernardo. I, I think that was a that was a really nice win for Madison to to start their season. And and again, I, and Oceanside's loss to San Clemente, 35 to 13, was not that they not that they lost to San Clemente, but the score. I I thought that uh, that would be maybe a a 28-24 kind of game, but you know, for Oceanside with all that talent to to get beaten up by three touchdowns uh, is is not a good way to start.
0: I'll tell you the one that jumped out to me was Scripps Ranch eighteen nothing over Sarah. That answered to me a lot of questions about Scripps Ranch on both sides of the ball. But also, I I really had Sarah pegged as a as a league championship favorite. So to get blanked in the first game of the season certainly very interesting.
5: They, uh, Christian, that's a great call. I and and, and I, I think everybody. Uh, you know, Timmy Zabriskie, the quarterback at Sarahs, is a really nice little player, and you know, and, and for them to get shut out, that that was that was a, that's a great win for Scripps. Uh, another one that was under the radar, Granite Hills, uh, going up and beating Poway, uh, 28-24. I think I think that's a win that 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 kind of should be noted. That uh, you know, Poway's Poway's a team that's going to be in contention in the in the Palomar League, and probably the favorite. And for Granite Hills to go up, at, uh, you know, on the road and and beat Poway is is a very big win.
0: Yeah, that one. You, you you mentioned the on the road part of that one. That one might have been a coin toss game if it was played out at Granite. But doing that at Poway to open the season after all the graduation that Granite Hills got hit with last year, very very in in just all sorts of, yes, of and lights I, come on and you're like, whoa 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 wait, pay attention to this Granite Hills team now.
5: Yes, and and, and I think. Especially in high school, anytime you you know, you put kids on a bus and and go more than a few blocks, you know you're you know you could you know you're 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 asking for kids to get kind of squirrely, and that that's a pretty good road trip from Granite Hills to Poway, especially opening week when you you've got you know first time varsity players, first time on the varsity bus, uh you know first time dressing in a in a foreign locker room. So, yeah, you know, to go on the road week one and beat a good team, is that's, that's a really big win.
0: John, I'll hit you with one last score on the way out that, that kind of really caught my eye, and that was Carlsbad. The Lancers, 42-14 over Hart. I know that cross-section games, it's always hard to pull comps, and we don't know exactly what Hart's going to be this year, but it does seem universally Southern section teams, you know, they, they're, they're tough. They're big, they're strong, they're so deep in terms of just section-wide talent. But you had mentioned the the oceanside end of it, where you, a little bit underwhelming of a loss. This one's, I think, a little overwhelmed. Carlsbad really performed well.
5: Yeah, that, yeah, Christian. Again, that's a great call. I think, uh, and I'll tell you, Coach Mack at uh, at Carlsbad thinks he's got a great team. He he's he is really fired up about this group. And uh, again, they're a little bit under the you know, even though they were ranked, I think they were a little bit under the radar because they have a lot of new players. But they have a lot of new, very talented players, and and he, you know, he's the kind of guy he, you know, Coach Mack is not afraid to tell you what he thinks, and and he let he, you know, he let me know that you know we always underrank his teams, we over overlooked his teams, and then they, you know, then they play really well and finish in the top ten, and you know he said don't don't underrate us this year because we're going to be good right out of the gate, and he was exactly right
0: i trying to scroll back in my, uh, in my emails right now to see if I can find where I put Carlsbad in the top 10 so that I can uh, officially get on Coach Mack's good side. Um, I'll say that I just I, I put them at, at one half. Coach Mac. I, I, I labeled your team so high uh, that they're the best team in the entire state. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. But it does seem like the last couple of years, Carlsbad has had the one star or the one standout. And this year, it doesn't seem like they have that Asa Turner, countywide known name, but they have an entire senior class that has come of age together at the right time. Certainly going to be interesting to watch them, uh, league especially this season, see if they can flip the script on a couple teams.
5: Yes, I, I think they're, they're, that's going to be a fun team to watch. And 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 you know, and the, the Avocado League, from top to bottom, is, is loaded. I, I picked El Camino. To finish last in that league, and they went out and had a huge win over Point Loma last night, and and they host Lincoln this coming week. And if if they give Lincoln a game or upset Lincoln, uh, that 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 throws the the Avocado League, you know, right on its head.
0: Well, I, I, I said this in our preview show. I don't know what the heck Point Loma and El Camino are doing playing each other in the non-league season because both those teams have such tough league schedules. You'd think they'd be like, we'll take a break for a game or two. But huge credit to Coach Hobbs. Like you said, getting that huge 37-33 win over Point Loma. John, where can everybody find everything you're doing with the Union Tribune?
5: We are at, uh, at UT Preps. Uh, they they can go online and if you if you Google UT preps, uh, every everything we do is online there and uh, and hopefully you know hopefully people click and and uh, you'll you'll get a lot of content.
0: The Union Tribune is, is has been always will be the golden standard for high school and local just sports in general, but high school sports specifically. John, thank you very much for joining us. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we will get a chance to talk to you hopefully next week as. Uh, as things uh, start to pick up, do you know where you're going next week yet, or or is that when does that get decided?
5: I'll, uh, I've already I put in my request for uh, Lincoln at El Camino. I'd uh, that I I'd, I'd love to see Lincoln early on, and uh, and I I live in the North County, and if I can stay up here and see and see Lincoln, that that's a bonus.
0: righty. we'll talk to you next week then, John. Thank you very much, folks. Go check out everything. He is doing, and the entire Union Tribune staff—great content, nonstop all week long. All right, so we welcome a first-time guest, Calvin Pierce. This man—you may have never heard his voice, but you've definitely seen his video work. It's Calvin TSC on social media with some of the most fire. Ed- I really hope saying "fire edits" is still uh, cool, or or maybe I'm aging <laughs> myself a little bit, Calvin. How you doing, man? Happy football season. Glad to have you on the show.
6: Man, I'm glad to be here. I, I, I would think using fire would be appropriate. I don't know if I'm just a little older, but the, the, the younger kids may use something a little, a little something different.
0: So last night, we already see Lincoln. Uh, you're posting some of their stuff, and, and there's already uh, hashtag you got mossed moments. Um, you got to see the Lincoln game specifically. Tell us a little bit about what you saw there, and then maybe we can talk a little bit bigger picture.
6: Man, that, that you got Moss moment. Uh, Keyshawn Ford with that big uh, interception guy coming uh, down the middle, and he just rose to the occasion with the one hand. I thought it was like o- Odell Beckham-esque, uh, a little bit of that cormarty If anybody from San Diego remember that pick picked, uh, what was that, on Peyton Manning, and they had it on the Chargers building. It was kind of like – it, it reminded me of one of those moments.
0: So – You want to check out that highlight, go find Calvin on social media, Instagram and Twitter, and like I said, at Calvin TSC. Other than that one moment, maybe help the people here get familiar with the Lincoln Hornets if they haven't. Because last year it was Trey Kirkland and Don Chapman. Uh, It's a little bit of a new squad this year, but it's still the same excellent level of football.
6: Man, uh, you, you're going to see a lot of uh, wide-open spread sets. Uh, we run They're running a ton of uh, five wide uh, for the most part. We do run some running back sets. Uh, we're going to mix it up. So if they think we just going to pass on them all day, every now and again they're going to dump it in the middle and stick it in the running back's uh, gut and, and let them do a thing. But for the most part on that far wide out, you're going to see Keyshawn. It's going to be the Keyshawn show all season. I think – I think San Diego is full aware of that. What what can do and what he's capable of. Uh, I know what did he have last night? Like two or three touchdowns. Two touchdowns. They called one back. That I know when I reviewed it on the camera, he he definitely uh did the little twinkle toe and it was in. But the the ref didn't see it with the natural eye. Which that's going to happen at the high school level, and they called that one back. And uh, what's my other guy? The little slot receiver O'Brien. Man, that boy is what a little. Baby West Walker, he's out there doing his thing. He was out there, uh, had several catches and was doing his thing. And then, uh, what was my other guy? Finally, got a uh, release from that uh, hold from the transfer from East from East Lake.
0: Darius uh, DeLos Reyes.
6: Yeah, he he definitely he showed up, had two or three catches and uh, made it into the made it into the end zone as well.
0: So final score and, for the uh, Lincoln they, game, just to give everyone context, 42-7, to seven, so there was plenty of offense being scored. And like you mentioned, some touchdowns, might it, it might have been closer to 50 or 60 if everyone had, had counted.
6: It, exactly. If it wasn't at times, kind of got a little sloppy and uh, with little uh, fouls here and there or whatever, uh, I, I think that that game should have easily been like 65-0. But uh, it ended up being what it was for the most part in – um from where some people may know or may not know no one has really locked down that starting uh quarterback job at lincoln and i don't know if it's we we, we don't know if it's gonna be like that all year or um you, you just kind of got to go with the hot hand or kind of like share uh the home, the uh the front with both of those guys but for the most part i thought i thought both did well um
0: that's kind of terrifying to have a team where you can score 42 <laughs> points and not have a, a confirmed starting quarterback.
6: I know, man. That's 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 kind of scary, and, and they kind of they kind of both uh, bring similar dynamics. So. It's kind of like you—you you gotta, you gotta pick your poise. A defensive coordinator's gotta, gotta prepare for both of them. So,
0: so Calvin, I know that this is really early in the season, um, but this is the beauty of football—you get to talk in grandiose. Uh, is this the year type context? Uh, Lincoln moves up this year to Division One. The last couple years, you have spent a lot of time around Cathedral and Saints, and the programs that really excel at that Division One open Division level. So, just give me the knee jerk. Week one reaction. Do you think Lincoln has a shot at making that fourth spot in open division?
6: Honestly, I do. I think that we, we need, they need to lock down a little more discipline, knock down some of those uh, flags. I think those type of things. And, and it was like little link, uh, little moments where they were like, I wouldn't even say letting Monta Vista in the game, but just what I would call those lingering moments. I don't think you, you got to just blow those type of teams out and put your foot on the throat and leave it there because those type of lingering moments, you can never have with uh, with, a, with the Saints or Cathedral because those type of teams, uh, you, you don't really want to be in that dogfight in a, like, 10 to 7 game because uh, especially if you're at their house, that uh, situation can turn real, real fast.
0: Well. Thankfully, we have quite a while till all that happens. And like I said, it's just it's the fun part about football. I man. you get to talk about it in these huge abstract terms. Um, I know it's only week one, so there might not have been uh, – you might have been just overwhelmed with everything coming your way. But any other scores catch your eye and you really go, whoa, look at that, that team is real. Or, or, or I didn't expect that quite exactly from week one.
6: Man, I was very excited that Helix was able to pull that one out. Um, they did lose, what was that, last year to that same team, Cajon.
0: Yeah, last and, year, uh, Helix started with a couple of really close losses that had a lot of people concerned. But, yeah, this year they get a 28-22 win over Cajon at home.
6: And it looked like it was a little bit of a dogfight. And what was it? Was it? I think it might have sealed that win with the interception. I, I'll, I'm, I'm referring to some of the highlights I believe I saw on Pep uh last night. But – uh, and, and the running back, which – uh, PPR had him at top number one in San Diego in the senior class. He looked like he was out there doing his thing. He he looked like he was moving from a zero to a hundred real quick and uh, separation when he was getting into that second level.
0: Yeah, huge game for LLE on Noah as he continues to just be physical downhill, like a, like a, almost a throwback football player type thing. Not Man. a ton of to the left and right, just likes going straight at people
6: he's been, and we've been seeing this kid for four long years. We, we all remember him, what he was playing varsity his freshman year, right?
0: Absolutely. Freshman year. He made a, a, he even made an impact in the open division finals versus cathedral Catholic, his freshman year.
6: And man, he just continued to keep pouring on and, and doing this thing. I know, uh, and a cathedral, man, it was clicking on all cylinders, uh, out North yesterday. Everything was looking good that way. And I know, uh, a lot of us didn't know what, what was to come after, uh, what was the running back from last year after he left?
0: After Sean Poma graduated, uh, certainly Poma questions left. about that, but DJ Ralph and company Man. really seemed to make it uh, seem a seamless transition, 42-9 to nine over LaCosta Canyon.
6: Man, and that new running back, he, he looked like he was he was a downhill runner. <laughs> I, so I was a linebacker, and this day, I, I don't think I really want to step in his way.
0: Yeah, not trying, to get better, a, not trying to get a piece of that. I, I'm right there with you on that one.
6: Yeah, chop him low, or you better really come with that same foot, same shoulder, and try to rock his world. Uh,
0: I think I would just go, um, uh, where's the D-lineman to help, please? Somebody, <laughs> I'll, I'll slow him down. You come tackle him.
6: Yeah, I hold on to the jersey. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Hopefully, I'll grab a little bit of his jersey and hang on for dear life. Well, hopefully you can do the rest. All right, but, well, uh, Calvin, I'm you want to plug, plug where everyone can find you on social media?
6: Man, you can find me at uh Calvin C-A-L-V-I-N, uh, I believe it's underscore underscore T S C on Instagram and the same on Twitter. And like like he said, you could most likely you could find some uh, awesome video work that I produce uh week in and week out. And uh man, that interception, I had to release that one at halftime. I'm like this one <laughs> this one couldn't wait to the end of the game. So every now and again we'll we'll drop gems gems like that. Uh, so go, go ahead, over there,
0: it, 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 it's considered blessing your timeline you, you, you follow him and he delivers nothing he, He's that guy that plays nothing but the hits He knows exactly what you want San Diego And he gives it to you
6: Yeah, and it, hey, some people don't know It takes a lot of time and effort More so I think finding the right music To kind of fit that mood of that, that uh, particular game And once we get from there We kind of find some effects or this or that And then try to roll with it And try to please the people
0: Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It's an underappreciated art form. So folks go follow Calvin. We will have him on all season long. So you can finally put a voice to the videos and to the name of Calvin TSC. Go check him out. Calvin, thank you very much for joining us. And we will talk to you next week. Okay. So we just talked to John Maffey. He loves the North County. Now we're going to talk to Luke Ramirez. The other man at the Union Tribune doing great work. Uh, he's got maybe a little bit better photo quality than Maffy. I don't know if I want to start that drama, but it's Luke Ramirez. <laughs> Luke, happy football season! Thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing?
7: I'm doing awesome, man. It's a, it's it's the day after week one, and uh, it feels really good to be back out there on Friday night, uh, checking out these great South Bay teams.
0: So, Luke, you were down at Modern Day as they took on El Cap. Personally, I was huge on Aiden Calvert coming into this season as one of the underappreciated running back talents. Give us, uh, I mean, just give us the insight. You were physically at the game. What did you see? Modern day 32, El Cap 6.
7: Yeah, it was honestly uh, a little bit different than I was anticipating. Um, And went into the locker room at halftime, 0-0. After last year, I think it was uh, 37-35, and they had, you know, over 700 yards of offense in that game. Um, so I was expecting a little more scoring, uh, this time around, but, um, you know, it seemed like both, both offenses needed a sec to get comfortable. Um, but Aiden Calvert, you're right about, about that guy there. He's he's a special player. Um, he's got some looks from Mountain West schools, uh, for next fall, but this year, you know, he's going to really strive to be, you know, the heart and soul of this modern day Crusaders team. Um, he broke off a 46 yard run last night in the first quarter that would have started the scoring, but got called back for a hold. Um, that was kind of the theme last night. A lot of drop passes uh, from both teams, El Cap and Modern Day. Um, a lot of penalties that were kind of stalling the offense out in that first quarter, at least. Uh, but then it was Trevor Appleman who uh, took over uh, there in the third quarter. And I mean, I'd have to look back at my notes, but it was probably a four minute span where he threw four touchdowns. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, four touchdowns uh, for Modern Day. Um, the first three coming in, his first four passes of the third quarter. He just absolutely caught fire, and uh, there was nothing much LCAP Cap could do to stop him.
0: So, you know, I, I think that modern day, they're relatively a new school. You, you kind of put them against their singular backdrop of, of the, uh, the, the state championship run they had a couple of years ago. Um, is this team... Anywhere close to the CJ Verdell team, reminiscent at all? I, I, I'm not trying to ask is this CJ Verdell reborn and Aiden Calvin in this squad, but with that singular backdrop of we know how good this team has been in the past with Coach Joyner and what they're able to put together, are we looking at something quite like that with modern? Like, like, where do you think the limit, where the ceiling is on this, Elk, or on this modern day team?
7: I, I would have to say, based on uh, you know how excited Coach Joyner is when we chat, um, that it's probably as close as it's been to that Verdell team. Uh, that won a state championship. Um, I know that Aiden Calvert is is that guy. He can he can be the type of player that Verdell was. Um, you know, maybe not so much of the stats exactly, you know, we don't want to compare guys necessarily, but as far as leading team, uh, being a guy that the team his teammates can look at and know is gonna show up every Friday night. Um, he's he's that special of a player and that special of a young man off the field as well. Um, and I think with some other skill players that Modern Day is gonna be able to show off. Um, they're going to be some, they're going to be trouble in that Mesa, Metro Mesa league, uh, especially with the East, Lake taking, taking their lunch in in week one last night, you know, they'll be all right. Um, but Otay Ranch as well as another team that could, that could be in the mix. So this, I'm looking at this Metro Mesa league, Metro Mesa league as kind of wide open. So, um, I put modern day right in the mix for, for a league title and beyond this year.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit bigger picture then. Any other schools, scores, anything that caught your eye on the way out? Was that Otay Ranch your upset of the night? Uh, Just any party notes you want to leave us with?
7: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, huge, huge, some huge wins out of South Bay uh, last night. Um, You you can't overlook Hilltop going up to Escondido and winning. Uh, Drew Westland's got a new quarterback this year, a junior, that he's really excited about. Or, excuse me, I think he's a senior actually this year. But a new quarterback for him this season. Um, he's really excited about, you know, he knows his quarterbacks as well as anybody. Um, so that would be a, a team to look out for. Um, also Olympian got to chime in on them as well. They, they took a, took down Ramona in their house. Who's, you know, young and inexperienced, but um, still it, it had to be a tough win. And, and uh, congratulations to coach, coach Ryan Van Nostrand for getting his first win under his belt uh, after taking over for his dad this year. Um, so, you know, between Olympian, Otai Ranch having a really strong showing in week one, um, and now modern day, this Metro Mesa League is is definitely gonna be an interesting an interesting story uh, to to keep an eye on as the season goes on.
0: I definitely also just out of the South Bay wanna highlight Montgomery 33-0 over Hoover. That that's success on both ends of the ball. Um, it, but it seemed yeah, like in absolutely. general Castle Park gets the win. A little bit of something a little bit of rumbling last night coming out of the South Bay. Um Luke where can people find you? It's LucreSports Sports uh, on, on Twitter and Instagram. Is that correct?
7: That's right. There's four U's. count them. Four U's. Uh, Luger Sports. I'm a nickname back in the day when I played baseball. So rolling with it. I know it's kind of tough, but uh you should start to see me uh, around. Uh, like I said, I'll be covering a lot of South Bay games for the Union Tribune on Friday night. Uh going to work on getting some profile and feature stories in throughout the week as well. Um, I'm really excited to, you know, cover these South Bay teams that, you know, I don't want to say they're making a comeback this year. I mean, the football's always been really good down here, but I just want to do my part to help promote these teams, these players, these coaches, these communities. Um, it's really special down here as well. Can't, can't really sleep on the South Bay.
0: Perfect note, because there's always one person out there listening who ends up sleeping on it. And then their team gets whomped by the South Bay in the playoffs. So folks, Luker called it here. You can't sleep on them. Luke Ramirez from the San Diego Union-Tribune. Follow him, Luker Sports, with four U's on both Twitter and Instagram. Like I mentioned earlier, he's got, he's got a little bit of a talent for the photography, and I, that's <laughs> an understatement. I'm just trying to pitch, go check out the work that this guy is doing. Photography, written, everything in between. Luke, thank you very much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, happy to come on and, and uh, give my insight. No problem. All right. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, so we go now to a person that a lot of you think is me and vice versa.
3: I, might, I actually might be you. you. You don't know that yet.
0: It's true. Uh, this is the long con that we have played. There is no Tommy Morris or Christian Pedersen, or and Christian Pedersen. It's Tommy <laughs> Morris, or it, it, it's all the same person.
3: <laughs> One guy, Tommy Pedersen himself is a schizophrenic person.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're a little bit Tyler Durden situation here going uh uh, apologies for everybody under the first age of 28. Rule of,
3: first rule of SDPI club is to not talk about SDPI club.
0: Seriously. Uh, Tommy Morris joining us now to talk about a little bit of what he saw in week one of the San Diego high school football scene. Tommy, there was upsets. There was shutouts. There was big time movement. Uh, you got a couple of games that you wanted to focus on in terms of some top 10 teams making early statement cases for their cause this year. Uh, how about Eastlake Steel Canyon? You want to start there? What'd you see with that game?
3: How about Steel Canyon? I mean, Eastlake again, a team that we all expect to do pretty well this year. They go up six nothing right away, and if you're if you're steel, maybe you get a little bit nervous. You think, oh, here it comes. You know, the, the, here comes the run. But no, nothing. No more points after those first six. Really impressive their defense to hold them to six, and then the offense picks up. I think it was seventeen to six with the final score. So great look out of Eastlake again, an East County team that. I mean, they've beaten Helix. Was it last year or the year before? I can't really remember. But, again, a a team that people should be aware of because, again, East County is looking really, really good this year, and that's part of it.
0: Yeah, Steel beat Helix last year to throw all sorts of a wrench into the league plans and and an an opening game salvo there where the defense, which has sort of been their signature thing last year and, and the year before when they made a state run, doesn't look like it is missing a beat to start the season off like you mentioned Eastlake scores early then really struggled to move the ball the rest of the entire game so it seems like coach Longerbone and company at Steel Canyon have things definitely figured out Uh, next game Madison they lose Keenan Christian which I think had everybody consensus being like can Keontae Springs make it make an adjust like what is this team going to be this year They come out all cylinders firing against Rancho Bernardo. Give me your reaction to that one.
3: Yeah, Keontae Springs sprung into the lineup. You like that? hey oh. Nailed it. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) And you know what? That kid, obviously Keenan Christian is special, but Keontae looking really, really good last night. RB, though, I want to give them credit too because it's a team that people kind of forget about up there in North County. You want to talk about the LCCs, the TPs, the cathedrals, but RB did not lay down. I mean, that was a close game for the majority of it, so – don't sleep in RB this year, but Madison looking like they're not missing a beat at all. Again, it, it, it seems like those guys just reload every single year. Not a giant roster size, but the kids they have are really good players, and they're football guys, so Madison looking to be strong in this year.
0: You mentioned some of the other North County teams, including LCC and Cathedral Catholic. They got together last night in a rematch of a week one upset last year. This time, Cathedral Catholic basically wire to wire in control. What do you see out of that one?
3: Yeah, that's obviously the uh, the grudge match from last year. Cathedral was not happy about losing that game to LCC back in 2018. So they came out, and again, they have a great quarterback, DJ Ralph. They didn't need him, though, because Davion Watson was scoring touchdowns left and right. Mm-hmm. A kid that we think about as a baseball kid, not just a baseball kid. He is a football player as well. And, you know, it's just easier to turn around and hand the ball off and score touchdowns. than they just have to throw it. So they do have DJ Ralph. They, they can throw it if they want to, but they did not need it last night. The offensive line at Cathedral is a, a, amazing. And they, they just giant holes for Xavion all night long. And, again, they can throw it if they need to, but there's no point in throwing it when you have gaping holes and a great athlete like Xavion running the ball.
0: So, Tommy, last night there was, like I mentioned, a couple of shutouts and a couple of different results I want to ask you this? Otai over San Marcos or Granite Hills over Poway? Which one took your title for bigger upset?
3: I think it's almost offensive to call that Granite game an upset. I mean, again, I was talking about the East County. They were not bad last year. This is a team again. They have a giant. They have a bunch of kids there. Giant roster size, and it's one of those situations where the kids who really, really want to play are going to see the field. The kids who don't don't have to get on there. And in a situation like we have right now, where a lot of roster sizes are smaller and you kind of got to rely on, like, 25 guys. They don't have to do that because there's a bunch of kids that want to play football up there. So I wouldn't call that one an upset. I would go with the Otai game as more of an upset. But, again, even calling that an upset, I don't want to offend anyone over at Otai because they deserve every bit of that win.
0: Fair enough. Tommy, any parting notes uh, from Countywide Week 1 that you want to leave us with?
3: I'm just excited to see football back. I mean, the, and for a lot of schools not being in school yet, the crowds still look pretty good. So I'm impressed with everybody throughout the county and again just San Diego football kid I love it <laughs> nothing he, else I can say more than
0: that he's at real Tommy Morris on Twitter and Instagram he's part of the SC Prep wait, or, wait or am I at Mr. Exactly. Who
3: knows?
0: exactly this guy gets the show this guy is the show I'm, a,
3: I'm, I'm your, I am your burner account
0: yeah, exactly. We are each other. We are each other's burner accounts. Just wait till we start arguing with our own accounts uh, to to drum up content. Tommy, thank you very yeah, much for joining.
3: Wait, are you the left side of the brain, or am I the left side? Who's the right and left side of the brain?
0: Once we figure that out, we become self-aware. So let let let's try and get that done by the end yeah, of the season. It.
3: Yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Didn't say
0: anything. Well, Tommy, thank you very much for joining us, folks, at Real Tommy Morris all season long. He will be in and out of our studios, out in the field, doing all sorts of great things. Tommy. Happy football season. Glad to have you back on the show, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Happy New Year.